Hi guys, my name is Francesca and I'm the founder of the Inspiring My Generation Corporation. And today I'm here with Anne-Marie and we're gonna to talk to you about holistic wellness. So thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me, Francesca. This is exciting. I'm so excited about this. So we met back in July and you were the sweetest person ever. And we started talking about my foundation and mental health awareness and realized that we've gone through a lot of very similar experiences. And then we started talking about wellness more and realized that although some of our approaches were very similar, they were very different. As in, I focused more on neurofeedback therapy and cognitive behavioral therapy, and you focused more on holistic wellness approaches. So can you tell me more about the holistic wellness approaches and why you chose to focus on them? Sure. So in the beginning of my journey, I was really focused on um, my diet and the things that I was putting into my body and how that was affecting me energetically and physically. So it started with diet, really transitioned to lifestyle. And then I started working with different holistic teachers, holistic doctors that had different methods. And I was really trying to search for a solution with trying to fix myself because I thought there was something inherently wrong with me. And then I realized as I was going through all these different methods that there was really nothing wrong with me, but I had experienced a lot of trauma and all the trauma that I experienced in my life really um, was kind of held within my energetic body. And it was manifesting physically through sickness, illness, pain, um, anxiety, depression, and all these things. So all the different doctors that I went to ranged from Eastern practices like acupuncturists and uh, they did cupping. I did things like um, massage, rolfing, which is a, a very, very deep tissue structural massage. I did, well, just a whole bunch of stuff. I can't even think of all of them. And up to now where I'm doing something that is called emotion code and also something that's called biophoton light therapy. So um, throughout the last 10 years, I've just tried so many different practices and I've started incorporating all these different energetic practices in my daily life to essentially just feel better and just to love myself more. So that's really cool. And you talked about in the beginning that you started with changing your diet and how your diet would affect your energy. So did you find that there were certain foods, a certain type of diet or lifestyle that worked better or worse? Yeah, I've had a lot of different uh, time periods where I tried veganism, I tried um, doing high carb, low fat, I've done all of the different fad diets, and I tried them for really long periods of time. And I, what I've realized is that I had to uncover a lot of back to trauma, a lot of traumas in my body that were causing these inflammatory responses due to what I was eating. And, um, and then I realized how these certain diets were causing different physical issues. Like I went through a long period of time where I ate a lot of sugar, not white sugar, but a lot of fructose, a lot of, um, I was doing high, high fruit. I followed someone called the banana girl for a really long time. I mean, I did a really high fruit diet. I was eating like 10 bananas a day. I was eating no meat and it was pretty, uh, it was vegan and it was high carb. That essentially affected my pancreas and the cells and the, and the, um, the structure of my pancreas and then it also inadvertently affected my thoracic spine. So it created a flattened, instead of having a curve in my thoracic spine, it further flattened it. So like I started to learn about how every single thing that you eat, you consume, you put on your skin, you put in your body, creates cells and these cells are creating your physical structure as well as your energetic and emotional body. Um, so now I just, I have a very balanced diet. I, I eat a little bit of everything. I do stay away from milk and cheese, um, but not 100% away from dairy. Sometimes I have it. 
um, but mostly plant-based and I do eat some animal products, but I eat intuitively and I pay attention to what I'm consuming and I pay attention afterwards to how I feel when I'm done eating. And if something energizes me, if it makes me sleepy, if it, if that, the way, the style that I've been eating, if it helps me to focus, you know, with my cognitive ability and I just pay attention. I think that's so important, like mindful eating and understanding how what you're eating and consuming is how it's affecting itself physically and mentally in your body. Definitely. Uh, um, You also talked about the emotion code, which is by Dr. Bradley Nelson, and it Mm -hmm. goes a lot with like love and relationship. And can you tell us more about that and how you got involved in that? Sure. So for a very long time, I was very into a lot of different new age practices. And not that I'm condemning it, but I kind of switched away from that. And I just started to learn more about energy. And I was introduced to this practitioner who's uh, an emotion code and body code practitioner certified who actually knows Dr. Bradley Nelson very well. And she's very dedicated to the practice. And our first session, I was feeling very energetically oppressed. I don't, I don't know how to explain it other than it without it sounding kind of mystical, but I could feel a, a weight and a heaviness on my chest and I my anxiety was through the roof. I wasn't able to focus. My anger was almost uncontrollable. Like everything would make me upset, little things. Um, and I finally, and I had a session with her and I just said, I don't feel right. There's something off. Um, I just feel like there's something that I can't see that's hurting me. And she did a session with me and it's all about tapping into your subconscious mind through muscle testing and asking the subconscious mind questions. And these are yes or no questions. And as you go through this chart of emotions, you find um, these you know, balls of energy, trapped emotions that are in your body. And these things are uh, vibrating at a frequency and they're essentially attracting anxiety, fear, depression, these different things that you're feeling. So you find the underlying cause and you just release it. So it's like you're, you're finding something that's been hidden and you shed light on it. And then you're able to transform that energy that's hurting you and you pass it on. That's really cool. I want to try that. I keep saying that I'm going to get the book and I'm going to work on it and do the coursework, but it's totally something on my to-do list. I'll send you some more videos. It's really great. It is. It sounds really cool. And I'm really getting into like energy and vibrations lately. And I started doing like the sound bowls I told you about with like the heart chakra. You've also talked about using heart wall work. So what is that? Can you tell me more about that? So heart, uh, the heart wall is something that I learned about when I started to do emotion code. And before this practitioner who worked on me was able to really do the deeper work, we had to first address my heart wall. Um, I guess the best way to explain it would to think about something as simple as when you're young and you have your first love and they break your heart. And then after that experience, you kind of create these defense mechanisms that are going to protect you. So it's not just the actual things that you do, like, oh, I'm not going to trust that person, or um, I don't want to go on a date, or I don't want to get serious, I'll just date. So these things that we actually physically do are also translated energetically with the energetic um, blockages and physical or uh, energetic wall that we have surrounding our heart so that nothing can essentially penetrate that wall to affect our hearts. So not only can nothing come in, nothing can really go out. So it actually becomes more difficult for us to give and receive love. And what the emotion code does is it taps into the subconscious mind and it asks asks the subconscious mind questions about, you know, is there a heart wall? 
what is it made of energetically and how can I release the emotions that are built up and creating this wall around our hearts so that we can be free and then continue to do work energetically. That's really cool. I love that because I think a lot of people who suffer different types of traumas put on that heart wall and it's a lot of it is done subconsciously. We don't realize it until we've completely kind of have that wall to block ourselves from any kind of experience of love, whether it's self-love or loving someone else, whether it's friends, um, relationships, anything like that. We kind of have that fear of trusting people, fear of surrendering ourselves and letting go. So I think that's absolutely amazing. Yeah, the fear of letting go was a big one for me. And I didn't actually realize that until it just came up in different, you know, journaling exercises and just different practices that I do daily to get to know myself better. And through that process, I realized that I had this fear of surrendering, of letting go, because it was a defense mechanism. I always had to have control over whether it was a situation or certain things to protect myself from getting hurt. So that was one big thing that came up for me. That's something that I'm learning now too, because I use that as control in every form of my life. Whether it was like an eating disorder, was kind of used to control just the trauma that I was going through. It was the only thing I felt like I could control. And then like my anxiety and depression all, all come from trying to control the future, trying to control the past. Mm-hmm. The so worry I- about the past or the worry about the future and this whole, like it's just such a guise that we think that we can control things. We can't you know, and that it's like this made up illusion that we're not just made of love. And, and really that's all we are. We're, we're really just little balls of, of love energy. And this, all this other stuff is just an illusion and we just have to shed light on it and let it go. Exactly. So what are the other kinds of practices that you use daily? Um, well, as I mentioned before, I, I definitely journal a lot. That helps me to especially if I'm feeling blocked or anxious or confused or or really anything, journaling helps me to sit down, be present with myself, um, remind myself what I'm grateful for, all the great things that I have in my life. Um, Even if it's something small or something big or something basic, it really just helps me to ground. And once I'm able to do that and ground, I'm able to then get out all this other stuff that I don't realize is going on in my head and I just get it out. And, uh, and I start to organize those thoughts and I, I have a deeper understanding of who I am, who I'm striving to be. I found that journaling does that. It really helps you understand things that you didn't even realize you were going through. I was journaling the other day and I think my topic was what is like your first like memory of heartbreak. Mm-hmm. And it was something from my childhood and it was something to do with like, um, like an old friend versus what I thought it was. So kind of to understand, I do it first thing in the morning as soon as I wake up. So my brain has no time to think about anything. And it's like the raw emotions that I'm feeling. And I think it's so incredible. I love that. I also really love, this is a different, a different practice I developed over the years. I, um, I really take time to sit down and think about my relationship with different, different emotions. So a couple years ago, I was thinking about Uh, my partner, a new partner that I had. And um, I had this like really soft, fuzzy feeling inside, but I was also feeling lots of pain. And I didn't, I didn't understand what was going on. I'm like, why, when I think about this person, do I like get fuzzy inside? And I get really sad. 
And it was this major mind blowing experience because I realized that my relationship with love was that love was so intertwined with pain. I had never experienced unconditional love from anyone, from my parents, from anyone in my family, from friends or relationships or with myself. So I really, I love to sit down and journal about my relationship with emotions. My, what is my relationship to love? What is my relationship to joy? Do I tie joy and heartbreak together? Do I, you know what I mean? So it's kind of just a really great way and it's a process. And then through that, you start to unlock your deepest desires and you unlock what it is that your heart is, is yearning for you to have, to be fully in alignment with yourself. That's really cool. I want to try that because a lot of times you don't understand what the feeling behind the emotion really means and how you are connected to it. Because a lot of times we associate like sadness or happiness or fear or anger or anxiety or something with something that's not really completely related to why we have that feeling. Yeah, whether it's an experience or another emotion or a memory that is continuously replayed. And this goes back to the emotion code to really be able to release um, trapped emotions that are, because the way that the process works, just to back up a little bit, is if you think about it like this, when you have a trapped emotion in your energetic body, say, or in your physical body, and it's energetic, say you have a trapped emotion and it's in an organ, because our emotions all resonate with different um, organs and systems of the body. So say you have trapped anger, and the anger is vibrating in your liver. And that is basically a ball of energy vibration. And say it's trapped there when you're a teenager and then you're in your thirties. And every time something small happens, this was my personal experience. I would feel anger and it would be something so small. And I, and I didn't know why I like, couldn't control this anger response that I was having. So it's like, every time you then experience anger, like attracts like, and then there's more of that emotion being attracted to where it's vibrating. And then that vibration is actually going to change the cellular structure of the um, energy and structure of your liver of where it's vibrating. So then it becomes like this energetic vortex and this spin of this trapped emotion. So really to identify that and then to release it, you're actually gaining a healthier system from the inside out because it's all just like this energetic vortex of your energy body and your physical body. And it's it all works together. It's creating each other or they are creating each other. I really like that. And it's so important that people realize that healing does start from within us. And I know when I first started my like recovery process, I was on to therapy and trying to find out why I was broken and of having somebody else heal me instead of me looking within myself. Mm -hmm. How did you kind of realize that that was something you needed to do? It was a couple years into it. Um, I was really throwing myself into uncomfortable situations in, in the sense of like, I have never been to this type of healer or this type of therapist or whatever before. And it's going to be tough to work on it, but I'm going to do it anyway. I got to a breaking point where I really had such a terrible relationship with myself. I had so much hate for myself that I felt as though I could not go on any further that way. So I just had to try anything and everything that was possible because nothing could be worse than how I was already feeling <laughs> about myself because of, you know, just the abuse that I suffered um, by others and, and that I was putting onto myself. So I think it was just a couple of years ago where I just decided, you know, I'm going to just do research. I'm going to be open to hearing anything. I'm going to try what feels like it might work. 
And if it doesn't work, I'm going to take whatever tools out of it that I can bring to the next thing. And I'm just going to keep going and going because, you know, I, I had suicidal thoughts and I, and I was very, I was just in a really dark, very painful place. And I just didn't want to do it anymore. I knew I couldn't go on anymore like that. This shows how much strength you have and to be able to recognize that and see that and then kind of turn into a really positive experience. And even on your Instagram, you're always posting like these meditations or gratitude practices or just something that you're doing that really helps inspire so many other people, which I absolutely love. Thank you. It's important because if we're not, if we don't remind ourselves of what we already have, then it's kind of like, what, what's the point? You know, we have such beautiful lives and we all have struggles and we all have things that we deal with. But if we put the focus on what what feels good, what feels healing, what's beneficial for us, it kind of takes that focus away from the negative and the pain. And it just, you know, it's that that snowball effect of the energy. It's the opposite, it's the same thing, but opposite that was going on with the anger being attracted to the ball of energy. It's more of just like, okay, I'm gonna focus on joy today. I'm gonna focus on progress today. I'm gonna count the little wins today because why not like or else I'd be do I'd be counting the negatives and and that helps so much I love reminding people of that because I love empowering people because like you said you were looking to a therapist to fix you and I was looking for all of these healers so that I could figure out what was wrong with me and then I just realized you know I just I just have to keep going there's nothing wrong with me it's just I've experienced a lot of stuff that sucked and I'm going to decide, I have the power to decide how I, how I live today and how my tomorrow goes and next week and next month. And I just, I started to do that in small ways. I had little post-it notes. I remember on my mirror about like creating my own reality and like, I'm beautiful and just like little things that were so the opposite of how I felt inside myself. And I just started to reinforce the positive, very little things every day took a couple years, but I came out of my depths of sadness and grief and pain. And I started to emerge and I started to step up the ladder of the emotional structure because emotions have their energetic vibrations. And one of the lowest is shame. And, and that one was where I was really vibrating at for a very long time. And then I just kind of started going up. I love that. And I love that you do the, did the sticky notes because I do that too, like all over my apartment now. You can't, you can't walk in and out of a room without there being some kind of sticky note just like it was something that I wasn't believing at the time or just a quote that I was like, I hope I feel that way one day. Mm -hmm. I put them around everywhere and forced my mind to start thinking that way and see that way. Because if you surround yourself with enough positive energy and thoughts and you force yourself to think that way, eventually you'll just think that way you have a beautiful energy around you I love it this is great thank you and what you're doing to inspire your generation to really you know normalize the conversations around these things because it's so important especially for girls your age and younger to see that this is important and to see that this is a thing you know when I was I guess 16 17 20 this wasn't talked about social media also wasn't as big as it was back then I'm like aging myself. It was only like 10, 12 years ago, but um, it really wasn't a thing. You know, I was only really seeing things on MTV and like television that were really just, just lacked integrity and lacked any realness. It was all just a facade of like living these lives in Hollywood that were all about partying and da da da. No one talked about 
what it feels like to, to honor yourself, to do self-work, to love yourself, not to try to gain validation from the outside, but to go within and to ground and to then reflect that out so that your cup is overpouring to your friends and family. No one talked about that. Yeah, so and <laughs> people are starting to talk about it now. And social media has been such an amazing asset to that. And also one of like the biggest barriers because you have all this cyberbullying going on now where everyone's so quick to judge everyone and you have this cancel culture. So it's like you can't speak or say anything that has a different opinion from someone else. Yeah. So it's made um, some amazing like changes in, in progress in mental health awareness and having these conversations going. And then it's also helped to reinforce the stigma and the prejudices that a lot of people have. Yeah, it's really hard. I've even, you know, I've been a victim of cyberbullying as far as people on Instagram because I'm so vocal on my story. I go through my phases, but there are times where I'm just on it. I'm reposting stuff. I'm saying my opinion and I just don't care. I'm like, this is how I feel. And this is where I'm speaking from with my integrity. And I recently had um, a person who I, who I met, I guess he was, it was through friends, but it was a few years ago and he was continuing to follow me and he did not like what I was posting. And he started calling me all these horrible names and was like harassing me made, I blocked him. He made more pages and accounts to continuously harass me. Went as far to call mutual friends of ours to tell them things about me that were not true, that were based on his opinion, that were really just cruel. And I, and I actually lost some friends over this because they either believed it or I felt as though they weren't in integrity by standing up for me. Um, not that that was necessary, but I was really hurt. So I've definitely experienced it. It sucks. It's painful. But instead of letting that stop me, I just took a social media break. Um, I took the action steps. I blocked the accounts. I, I think I even announced it on my Instagram, like, hey, I've been harassed and attacked and bullied. And, you know, I'm going to continue to share how I feel and try to try to deliver the messages with respect. And um, I got a good response from people and the guy finally stopped. But it's tough because, like you said, we live in a cancel culture. And if someone doesn't agree with someone else, it's like, we don't want you to exist or we're just going to block you out. And that's not America. That's not what our, like what's, it's not the point of being here. It's to have conversations with your neighbors, to respect and honor each other's opinions and to try our best to come to an agreement when there's times where that's necessary. Exactly. And a lot of people have gone very far away from that. And especially with like the political climate, it's getting worse. And I'm so sorry that you had to go through that because I know how difficult it is. When I first started sharing my story, I remember a bunch of people, first of all, unfollowed me because they didn't think it was right to be talking about mental health on like my Instagram or Twitter or Facebook. A lot of people were like messaging me or calling me or commenting to me that I needed to delete this stuff, that it's not right to share it, that I'm hurting other people by sharing it. And I was like, I never ever put any names. And if it's like, if I'm referencing a family member, I might say a family member or a friend. I never specifically point to who it is because I don't want to be that person that calls someone else out in a way that might feel disrespectful to them. I just want to share my story in a way that helps others see that they, other people go through very similar things and kind of ways that I overcome it and just try to help people. And the amount of negative backlash was totally horrible. I remember I like deactivated all my accounts for a bit. 
I was terrified to post again. It gets really difficult. And a lot of people don't realize how their words can be so hurtful. It's just yeah. hurtful. And people teach They're hidden behind a screen. Like they don't have to say it to your face. They can just type it. Exactly. And it's, it still hurts. They're like daggers, those words. Exactly. And people you know, deal with that too. Especially in the beginning when you're, when you're really starting, that's always the hardest to overcome that. Yeah. And when you're young, people teach you that um, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. So then when words do hurt you, it's like you kind of feel weak within yourself. Like, why is this bothering me? Instead yeah. of acknowledging that we all have this kind of want of validation, whether or not we want to admit it. And we don't want to have this need for validation. But when someone else says something mean about us, it does help us make us question our value or worth or if we're right to do the, what we're doing. So it's just social media has been so amazing and so hurtful in so many ways. Yeah. And I think these conversations are, um, they're going to set a new standard for young people, all people to just talk about how they're feeling, mental health, and just the awareness around all the topics that we're, we've been talking about this entire time. And that's what's important is that we keep pushing through, we keep creating, using the platforms that we have to normalize this. Exactly. Thank you so much for joining me today. Of course, this is really great. And hopefully we can talk again. I'm excited for you to get the Emotion Code book and to get into it. And I have a great practitioner for you if you wanna have a session with her. That's really cool. The part about it is that you don't have to be in the same room. You can do it over the phone. It's all about tapping into the subconscious mind. It's really cool stuff. All right, I'm definitely getting the book and reading it. And then I would love to connect with your practitioner because it sounds amazing. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. Bye, Annie.